pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good evening and welcome back to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And exactly. it is so, so good <laughs> to be back, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not quite used to it. I've, I put my headphones on before I've taken my bag off my shoulder <laughs> and now I can't take my bag off without taking my... So We're still Excuse getting me. back in. So we've had a summer break, haven't we? A little summer break, a little holiday for us to do whatever we want for four or six weeks. <laughs> what did you do? Me? I uh, just sort of hung around bored waiting for One Life Left to start again because I've missed our listeners. Missed our listeners. Uh, what did you do, Anne? What didn't I do? Did loads of stuff. Uh, loads of stuff. What, so are you pleased to be back? I am pleased to be back. Do you know why? Because everything else was just filling in time before exactly. we could get back in here. Let's get cracking, shall we? Let's really is do this, it today. Is this the start of a new series, Steve? Uh, no, it's midway through the oh, old one. Mid-season break. Yeah, something like that. We okay. just need, like... We went so hard at the start of the season. <laughs> we're like, guys, we're exhausted. shutting down the station. Just come on, come on. Can't get back exactly. together. And now, now we're here. It's like half-time break. We had our, we had our oranges. Yep. Is that, what they, is that what footballers have these days? It's all Lucas sports drinks, isn't it? Yeah. Sports drinks. Um, nothing happened while we were away, did it? Nothing. nothing. No news, I That's guess. Business nothing as usual. Yeah, yeah, the games industry. It's just been ticking along. It's just been fine. Like everybody's, yeah, it's just been quiet really. Quiet summer. It's always quiet. It's summer, quiet, isn't it? <laughs> Slow news day, etc. Did you yeah. have fun writing the news today, Anne? Um, <clears throat> I wrote the new news, Steve. <laughs> I wrote the new news. It's a good job you leave everything till the last isn't minute. It? <laughs> Didn't affect you at all. No. Um, who else have we got in the studio today, though, Simon? Well, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes, it's not just us, thankfully. Um, we're going to kick off the second part of this series uh, with um, Ollie Clark. Hello, Ollie. Good evening. You're from LA Cops Limited, I believe. Is that, that how is we disc- is that, is that, is that Have you is flown that in from LA to see us? I would love to think so, but no, I, I've um, got the train down from Leamington. Excellent, that'll do. Leamington. Leamington Cops. Well, that's yeah. not LA, though. Leamington. Unless it's um, Leamington... L.E. Cops. Yeah, Lee Cops, yeah. Mm. Um, So Ollie uh, has come... Thank you for coming. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to have you here because I'm a big fan of your game. I'm not sure what... Yeah, I'm declaring my interests, by the way. Um, So, yeah, uh, very big fan of your game. Delighted uh, that you've been able to make it. And we'll be uh, chatting to you some more about it in a second, won't we? Okay, good. Uh, We should begin the show as we have always done with the news. On Monday, the 15th of September, I'm Anne Skunkelbury, and this is the news. Microsoft has bought Mojang for 2.5 
billion. Microsoft's Phil Spencer said of the acquisition, the Minecraft team's unique vision, creative energy, and innovative mindset make them a perfect fit alongside our other global studios. After the sale is complete, Notch, as well as the other co-founders of the Minecraft studio, will step down. On what he'll do after the sale, Notch said, I will leave Mojang and go back to doing Ludum Dares and small web experiments. If I ever accidentally make something that seems to gain traction, I'll probably abandon it immediately. Oh my goodness. I bought Minecraft then. <laughs> I know I did. How much did you spend? Twelve hundred Microsoft points. You should have told Microsoft. That. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> uh, what do we th- yeah, so what do we think of this then? Um, well, first of all, it's no surprise, is it? Because we found out it was happening last week. Didn't we? That rumours surfaced. Well, we did. Yeah. Well, first off, congratulations. Well Lord. done. She's made the right decision. We've always liked you, by the way. We have big fans. Big, we're big yeah. fans of yours. Probably. Big old fans. I, I can't yeah. think of a podcast that supported Minecraft more. Me neither, actually. And right from the start. How actually, we... I do remember us supporting it right from the start because on mm-hmm. um, a no continues, we uh, played the beta yeah. one time. Uh, before it was even a proper thing. Before it was even a thing. Before it was just blocks and that. I assume by now they've made it into we something. We like Notch's early work. Welcome to the family, Ollie, by the way. Look, if we were talking about the Minecraft beta, we're about to talk about your early access. Mm. Just, you know. Don't, look, uh, at, look at Biffle. Yeah. Look at Biffle. Um, <laughs> yes. He's, he's next. So, so yeah, we're really, really happy for well him. Done. Uh, I think it's a very, very good acquisition for Microsoft. I think for two and a half billion, it sounds stupid, but I think that's cheap for what they've they've got there. They've got, yeah. Like, the, cost two and a half billion and be called. Cheap. I know, but it's it's a, you know it's a game. It's a generation defining game, um, and I think it's going to make that money back very, very quickly for them. Went on holiday in the summer and uh, went to Turkey, and um, all the children. Uh, so in the, in the evenings, all the ki- all the kids just sort of stood around on their on their iPads playing Minecraft. That's all, what all of them did. All of them, right? All, all of the mm. children. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And uh, but I think the the sort of biggest point is, you know, I'm pleased for Notch. If you read that statement and read everything he said on the subject recently, this is um, this is the right decision for his sanity. I think he says this. That's how he ends it? Yeah, it's not um, about the money; it's about my sanity. And then he ends it. He ends it with a copyright, 2014. <laughs> mark, just yeah. in case you want to buy that, it's going to cost you. Yeah, and and that's really telling and and kind of sad in a way. It's hard to be sad for oh, a guy. Absolutely, he seems completely burdened by the spotlight that it, it was thrust mm. upon him. Weird thing is, though, is that I don't know anybody who plays Minecraft like apart from children. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but sure, but it's not. It's, I mean, it's it's not a kids' game. Mm. I, I, sorry. It wasn't designed to be a kids' game, I don't suspect, but that's it, just what it's... It, like, do you know any, any adults that play it? No, but I don't know many adults who play Lego either, and... You do. That's true, but well, I also play a lot of video games, okay, yeah. and, you know, I play, you know, and I go and watch Lego Star Wars. Right. No, sorry, Lego movie. I don't know, Minecraft is a, a, a game that transcends... Uh, age demographics, doesn't it? And we've all played Minecraft. You've oh, played I, Minecraft, I, 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 and I've loved yeah. it for 24 hours, and then yep. I've got bored of it. I think that in the same way... you have no imagination. Oh, sure. Do not have exactly. the imagination it's been of a child. In the same way as Lego is something that I can go back to every couple of years and really, really enjoy a few afternoons with it. I'm sure Minecraft is the same. Kids have uh, a lot more disposable time Oh, and, and imagination. You know, we often talk about that time that you and I played uh, Ghost Recon and mm. the time we were hiding behind a shed being shot at by um, what we assume to be 11-year-olds. Um, Dexter and his mate James, um, mm. he will come back and tell me about these things that he's discovered in Minecraft, these creatures I've had no idea what they were or these minerals and ores that he can name that mm-hmm. I've never heard of sure. and ex- ex- show me exactly what's going on with them and well, yeah very soon he'll be paying money for yeah, them exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. he'll, have the, he'll have his rights slowly taken away from him on on formats that uh, don't quite comply with do you Microsoft think they're going to do that no, do you I think don't, Microsoft no. are going to change no. the, the they way. said that they're not they've said that they're going to keep it going on um, PC <laughs> and, uh, on they PC. don't say that they're not they say mm. they have no plans at, like they have no yeah yeah. Do you think that they're lying? Simon? No, I don't think. I think they're telling the truth at the moment. <laughs> but they've, only, uh, they've only just bought it. They're probably still unwrapping the company. Exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> what is it? Shaking it upside. It sounds like blocks. Thought we bought that man though. <laughs> Why he's going to do? do what's a ludum dare? Do we have to buy that next? <laughs> 
big news. Sony has not given up on the Vita. Following its release in 2012, less than stellar, stellar sales and its absence from Sony's big press conferences this year, you might think the handheld was being put out to pasture, but no. Apparently you can expect fewer big games in the future and more indie titles, ports and games aimed at younger players, including Minecraft. Speaking to Eurogamer, uh, Sony said, it's just found its niche. It's not the biggest niche, niche in the world, but for those who want that more specialist device and a more specialist experience, it does a damn good job. As the Spice Girls sang, Vita forever. Would the biggest niche in the world be 49% of something? That is a good point. How big is the biggest niche in the world that Sony appeared to be disappointed? Yeah. What is a niche? Anne? I mean, if we really want the biggest... Yeah. uh, I mean, a niche... I guess would be a, a, a part of something, but you could have a 99% part of something, couldn't you? No, it's not a niche. <laughs> but its definition of niche has to be small. Small, uh, smaller than half. No, not smaller. Well, I, if, it's, if it's bigger than half, it's bigger then, isn't it? So in order to be small, <laughs> it needs to be smaller than half, I would say. Well, then 49%. Okay, It's right. the biggest niche. Right. What, so what is the biggest niche at the moment then? We, did, we, did anybody ask Sony? No. If they they know what they're talking about. (laughs) Okay. A niche, according to Google, is a shallow recess, especially one in a wall, to display a statue. (laughs) What are they talking about? Stashed in a wall. (laughs) Or it's a comfortable or suitable position in life or employment. It doesn't sound like I. I don't. You, you don't want to be either of those, do you? Mm. But it's not the biggest, whatever it is. Um, have you been playing? You haven't got a Vita, I have you? I've got a Vita. I would quite like one though. They're good. Actually, that's that appeals to me more than having it as like a joinder to the PS4, which I also don't have. Um, but, um, but that like having little games to play on it. Like I, I play games on my phone, and having like because I always play games when I'm out or when I'm travelling somewhere. So actually having like smaller games or like indie games or like games for children because I'm an idiot. Um, Minecraft's coming. Yeah, that sounds. More up it's good at the moment. You can buy games that uh, you can pay sort of three times as much for a game that you'd buy on a PC. Oh, that sounds excellent. Yeah, it's nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I bought, I, I've been playing my Vita quite a lot. I bought, I bought Counter Spy for £9 and it comes out on iOS for £3. Wow. Yeah, I know. Can you not just. I know, so that makes the iOS a niche of pr- in terms of price. <laughs> <laughs> A feature-length documentary about Football Manager will be shown in cinemas in the UK next month. An alternative reality, the Football Manager documentary will explore the game's impact on football culture and its influence within the game. Sports Interactive's Marl Jacobson explained, The documentary isn't our story, it's the story of people who escaped the alternative reality of being a football manager and the effect it has on their lives. One I've left is furious that a spreadsheet will be making it to the big screens before us. Uh, full Full disclosure, you baked Marl's cookies once. Did you? That's what, and, and now you're reading. You're now, now you're covering him. Interesting. I'm going to look into Didn't this. Didn't he give you a doormat? Yes. Oh, uh, right. Right. Yeah. And now you're reading out PR stories yeah, exactly. in the news. Unbelievable. But guys, it's basically just a press release. So. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's yeah. fine. But what made you choose to cover that one as you were wiping your feet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my clean shoes uh, thought it was interesting that this was a documentary that's been made and is going to be in actual cinemas, but it's only in uh, cinemas for one day. Okay, well, it's still in cinemas. I, I know, guess. and that still counts. We were in a cinema done. once, weren't we? <laughs> we have what did we go to? <laughs> <laughs> we did something in. Uh, I, I played Guitar Hero in a cinema in uh, Edinburgh once, and didn't we? Did, we, uh, we did something at Notting Game City, in that's in the Broadway cinema, didn't we? Did we? No, we did it. Outside, that, actually, we did it outside the. We didn't. We didn't do it in the cinema. We did it in like the lobby area. Okay. So we didn't. We still we're haven't in made the it. To I think the big I did screen. a talk in front of. I mean, the cinema wasn't on. It wasn't switched on, but it was in a room, so it still counts as a Does cinema, count. right? Doesn't mean you were on the big screen. I though. was in front of the big screen. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Were you here when? Um, was it during the summer that either Jonathan or Ian said that we're the only people that call it Nottingham Game City? It's not called that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently, what? we're the only ones that call it Nottingham Game City. What's it called? Game City. Get Game City. Game City. <laughs> Game City. Gamma City. Okay. So, who, so who plays Miles Jacobson in this in this film? Um, I imagine. And who it plays will be... his lovely doormat seamstress? <laughs> 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 who would play Miles? Oh, that's a good question. Danny Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> he's good it? these days, Danny Dyer. Incidentally, is he? Yeah. Don't. In yeah. Senders. Well, he's getting practice every every day. Of the well, week. isn't he that's doing right. Danny Dyer's Thomas Was Alone? 
The US Army is developing a laser cannon operated by an Xbox controller. The high-energy laser mobile demonstrator will have a powerful battery-powered laser on top of a truck. The truck is designed to be operated by two people, one driving and one controlling and shooting the laser using a laptop and an Xbox controller. Speaking in a promotional video, the software development lead lead at manufacturer Boeing said of the controller, something that he doesn't have to go to school to learn for years and years, but something he knows how to use instinctively. What? I don't understand. No, they were just words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, they were just that words. That did feel like a sentence fragment. Have you uh, yeah. edited it down this no, correctly? No, no, I had to add an extra word in there. So the story is, what, is that an actual weapon is being controlled by an yeah. Xbox? so it's going to be like a, tr- a truck, with, and there's going to be a laser on top, and people are inside, so someone's driving it along. What? <laughs> Can I look and at this news story, please? Ordinary people yeah. or soldiers? So, I mean soldiers, it's in the US Army. Yeah. Okay. So someone's going to be driving it along, and someone else is going to be inside. They've got their laptop set up, which is hooked up to the laser, and they're going to be controlling it with the uh, Xbox No, this is definitely a sentence fragment. Right, This is not... Something that he doesn't have to go to school to learn for years and years, but something he knows how to use instinctively. Yeah. Sounds like a clue. A crossword clue. (laughs) Exactly. The answer is the Xbox controller. Right, okay. Um... (laughs) Um, yeah. well, and this is a good thing, is it, to make war more like a game? If, I mean, if it yeah. wasn't, it's sort of... Well, it's it's supposed to be like, oh, you know, you don't want to have to learn all the different new buttons. So if you just give them the buttons they already know, because everyone plays Xbox. Mm. Right. As a p- so everyone plays Xbox. So if you want them to be able to shoot the lasers faster and better... Which Xbox controller is it? 360? Uh, yeah. Well, they have developed with 360 controllers in the past. Is it Connect? This, this <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's just the no, voice. No, back. The voice back. control. <laughs> I meant just cloud save, not Shouldn't wipe out that village. Don't let them wear all black, because then nothing will be shot at anybody. Finally, a man has been arrested for having a lovely stroll on the White House garden while wearing a Pikachu hat and T-shirt and carrying a Pikachu toy. Doesn't sound like a crime to us. Armed security service agents were keen to catch him all after he scaled the fence. He was handcuffed and led away without his hat and toy, but he kept his dignity with his T-shirt on. Finally, the Secret Service has answered the question, how did you get a Pikachu fan off the White House lawn? You poke him off. Oh. <laughs> you poke him off. Isn't that how it Did it goes? take you long to get here tonight, Ollie? <laughs> um, yeah. Did it? Did. Yeah, it's, yeah, your train was cancelled. Yeah, the one in front caught fire. So. Did it? Yeah. Did, did they have to. <laughs> Pokemon! <laughs> right, what made you pick that one? Why did you read about that? It's on Eurogame. Was it on Eurogame? Yeah. It's the sort of thing that Poly- Polygon has started doing. Um, joke ones. No, not joke. Uh, like the opposite of that. Um, stories where uh, someone who plays games. Um, well, it's been caught up in real new yeah. situations, uh, so um, I can't think of any off the top of my head Who now. Who plays games? No, but it was like, um, there was, uh, did a plane, um, uh, not the one in, uh, uh, not, not one over the Ukraine, there was another plane incident, I think, and uh, oh, actually the Manchester airport one, mm. um, where it had to return and it was escorted by a fighter jet. And um, the story on Polygon was that uh, the man who recorded the video that we all saw on Twitter, if you looked on his um, social media uh, profiles, he talked about he, he was a gamer. <laughs> Did you not see this? Ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, They're they, everywhere. Didn't aren't they do they a story about um, the, uh, the the Palestinian conflict? Didn't they? Oh my goodness! Didn't that, that how that affects, while we were away? Didn't um, how that, that affects, affects video, video games. games? Yeah, that was ill-judged. It was ill-judged, just like this story, Anne. <laughs> um, Pokemon. <laughs> One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and it is good to be back. Hello. Hello. We were just talking about Thursday. Third. Oh, hashtag yeah. Thursday. Well, uh, we've been on our summer break. We've had one, two, maybe? Thursday? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been tremendous. And there's another one this Thursday. So if you're listening to this. Why is I've... there one this Thursday? Oh, because it's the third Thursday. There's yeah, one every third Thursday, very, isn't there? Very easy to remember. Everybody. Thursday. Not every third Thursday, but it's the, the third, third Thursday, Thursday of, of a month. month. It's the third. Don't just count Thursdays. Thursday every third. No, don't do that. Basically, at the start of a month, look in your you calendar. Yeah. It's easy. Get it out. Open your calendar and just Thursday. find the find the T in your yeah, calendar. Not the, the Tuesday one. The second T. Very third. important. Because otherwise that would be Thursday. Thursday. So find the second T. Count down the third one of those. None of the grayed out ones, the real ones. Yep. Find the third one. That's when we'll be That's doing the karaoke. It. September the 18th. Uh, we are going to be doing it. When we say we, me and Anne, not you. No, I'm going Although, to... Although, there is going to be oh. a replacement. Yeah, I believe you've, you've, you've flown in another Simon. We've got you? a backup yeah. Simon. We've got Parco coming in. Yeah. And Parco's written a song for Thursday. Thursday, by the way, is where we do our video game karaoke at Loading Bar, and we all sing songs about video games, pop songs rewritten to be about video games. Simon Parkin has rewritten Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Excellent. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You'll have to come to Thursday to Are see Are there any that. special guests coming? You sort of mentioned, is that happening, maybe? Uh, unfortunately, not. Ah, next time. Next time. No, obviously, there'll be very I special mean, Parco, guests in everybody. Parco, everyone who's turning up. That's, oh, it was uh, packed last time, wasn't it? Gillen was there. He sent his apologies for this time because he really wanted to come again. And, wh- and why is he not coming? He, he's he got a special comics date. <laughs> See, oh, how yeah. lovely. Special comics date. <laughs> but he'll be, there, he'll be there in the October. October Thursday. Yeah, October Thursday, which is easy to find. It's the third, third Thursday of the month. Th- of October. Oh, third day. Yeah. So this Thursday, 7 o'clock, loading bar, Dalston. That's right. See yes. you there. Uh, Stoke Newington, are they the same thing? Yeah, I think so. Basically. Yeah. Loading bar. Basically. North. London. East. <laughs> Whatever. Loading bar. It's yeah, bar scenario. Doesn't matter. It. Third day. Hashtag. You'll find it. Don't worry. You'll yeah. find it. Find find it. Just, just, just get off at London. <laughs> <laughs> just ask, ask the first car. <laughs> what's, what's that cab there? If you want to go to One Life Left Thursday, why? Why just, just hop on this. Said <laughs> knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> good, know. yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Really excellent. Uh, yeah, it's been excellent everywhere. Everyone's got better. Everyone's this is going to be the best, better. best ever. Really excited. Ollie, what are you doing on Thursday? I'm going to third Thursday. Are you? Really? Good job. Excellent. I'm it's actually the fifth Thursday. <laughs> good. Um, will you? Uh, one day, of course, people might be singing songs about your game. Mm. One day. One this day. is uh, this is Sad Machine, by the way, by Legacy. Okay. You can find it at chipmusic.org. And it's fading out now because we're going to the interview segment of the show. Tell us about LA Cops, Ollie. Yeah, so LA Cops is a top-down shooter we have in development. We've had it in development for PC and Steam's on Mac as well. And it's kind of... Um, you remember last generation, everything was brown and grey and grimy. With yep. LA Cops, we're going bright, vibrant. What? Top colours. It's, it's just... It will burn this, your eyes. This eyeballs. generation can do new colours. Oh, OK. Yeah, excellent. It's nice. got some oranges and some pinks. Oh, fantastic. Well, there's just a switch somewhere that we found that you can turn colour on. OK. And ever since then, we've just been, the, been blowing the monitors out. What's the predominant colour? Oh, that's a good question. Because uh, it's, it's a bit arty, in, the inspiration. is going around, um, like, tape. And you see um, David Hockney's bigger splash painting, and that's kind of blue and beige and orange and yellow. And it's, that's the kind of feel. The California sun. It's absolutely wonderful. I'd urge you, uh, PC and Mac owners, to check it out now. Um, yeah, it has such a fantastic sense of style. It's up in early access. So um, how's that going? It's been brilliant. I'm so glad we did it. It was kind of everyone told us, don't do it, it's too risky. And they were right. <laughs> but uh, we just got so much great feedback and support from players just telling us, like, we like this, we don't like this. Okay. And can literally every release we've been doing, we're saying, right, these things that you didn't like, we've addressed and we've added some more stuff and some more stuff and some more stuff. And we're sort of really getting some momentum now, which is fantastic. So I, I sort of fell in love with it the first time I saw it. And uh, full disclosure, Ollie sent me a code, OK? okay. All right, and now he's, on, now he's on the show. So that's your full disclosure. Um, was it just a code or was there anything else in the It was just a code at the moment. Um, I mean, did, but, you know, any pleasantries? No. Uh, well, really? Uh, well, no, there were pleasantries. It's just a code and an email. <laughs> I just said, send me a code and, 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 and I'll make you big like Biffle. <laughs> I said, no, um, you, you very, kind of gave, very kindly gave us some extra ones that we gave away to... <clears throat> um, 
a listener over over Twitter with Steve Owen, full disclosure. Yeah. Um, he, he's a friend of ours. But he, he writes letters in he sometimes. Letters in. This is not any kind of payment. But you can check on Twitter. He, 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 uh, he had some competition and stuff like that. So um, I played it. Now, I'd, um, we've, 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 we've spoken about um, early access on the show before, and both Steve and I have felt a little wary of it. <coughs> Excuse me, in that um, we want games to be finished when we play them. And so I loaded LA Cops up um, and played it super briefly because I wanted because I'm really looking forward to the to the final version so is it, yeah. is it is it difficult at this stage because at the moment you don't have a or last time I, I played it it wasn't a campaign as such there was no mm-hmm. tutorial you sort of went straight in it was still brilliant yeah um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hang off so so is it difficult designing a game like that because this is a brand new sort of discipline I guess yeah I think the, <coughs> one of the the best and worst things about being a game maker is you get to make whatever you want, but then you never really know what people like about a game until you give it to them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I always think of game making if it's like anything, it's like it's like owning a restaurant. You never really know what people like to eat until you put the food out and you have to listen to them. So, uh-huh. so it's it is really difficult to have a vision that that is strong and come up with that and to, to focus on it and bring it up, but then also to listen to what people are telling you and to make sure that it's it's that experience is that much better. The levels are great. The shoot is, is working right. You can control the cops in the right way. They're, the things that stick out to you as a game maker, like uh, there's a foot sliding, no one ever notices the bits that they care, they really care about. When you're going to get local co-op in and, and those kind of things. So, uh, yeah, it's... How do you know who to listen to in that audience and who to ignore? Oh, that's a really good... <laughs> Usually it, it works out. You've got a scale and a, a timeline in which you can develop the game in and a budget and you sort of say, well... I would absolutely love to do multiplayer online, but I just literally cannot do it in the timescales that we have, so that's what we can't do. But usually, I mean, I find players know a good game, and if you talk with them and really get to, I mean, really understand what they're telling you, they will tell you what will make the game that much better. I mean, I hardly meet anyone who doesn't have a good idea of what makes a, what makes a fun game. So mm-hmm. just, just really listen to what people are saying. Everyone? Pretty much, yeah, really? I, I do. I, okay. I get emails all the time, and I do reply, and I do talk to. No, people. no, no. I think it's I think it's excellent to listen to people generally, but I find that a lot of the time when you're looking at feedback from so many different sources, a lot that feedback sits in opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. So some people say, you know, oh, I want the game to be faster, and some people say I want the game to be slower. So it's yeah. hard to decide which <laughs> which direction to take it in, and especially with early access, where everybody is invested in the game. Each of the you know the person who said want it to be faster, and the person who wants say want to be slower each of those people have paid their early access fee you yeah. can't keep them all happy no. and someone is going to hate you yeah and it's the guy who wants it to be gta la cops right. so it's gonna <laughs> yeah, hate me of course and everyone is is you know just a tweet away from being violently insulted yeah so, yeah i nearly had know, something kick off the other day we um accidentally put the word lift in the game instead of elevator um, get out <laughs> It really did. I pay your wages. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to we had to soothe that one immediately and promise mm. it would be in the next update, which it will be. That yeah, that won't be fantastic. a mistake we make again. So t- tell us about the ins- the inspiration for it then. Uh, it's well, I grew up. You know, you guys are talking about you know, games that we play as kids. Like you know, kids play a lot of Minecraft yeah. now. When I was a kid, we played a lot of Amiga games. Yeah, and there were a lot of top-down shooters like Syndicate, Cannon Fodder. Yeah, um, those kind of games, and I, I just thought they were brilliant. And then. It was it was a revelation to see Hotline Miami play it. That was an amazing game, and then see that people were loving it and thinking we can still make these games yeah. and people will buy them. We'll, we'll be able to get away with it, and uh, just really wanted to give that a shot. And also, again, get away from that grimy brownness that we've had in the yeah, previous yeah. generation. It's, it's great to see games like Hohokum coming out that are really just pushing it. Uh-huh. It's just so vibrant, great to look at. I'd like to see a lot more games like that. I um. Yeah, I, I mean, it didn't strike me as being like Hotline Miami, but I, I don't think anybody's got off the first level of Hotline Miami, have they? That's, that's a difficult <laughs> game. I, like, I, I think you're all, you're all lying about it. But mm. um, no, I just, I, I loved the way, um, and it's interesting that, you know, I, I was, um, I started my journalism career writing for, an, uh, for, for a magazine called The One, which covered Amiga games. And I remember I, that magazine. I, I, had, I used to buy it. I had, um, you don't show me as being that old, but um, mm. it's... Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd not, I'd not got the cannon fodder analogy or the syndicate, and um, yeah, no, I was really impressed, like with the, with the sort of, again, because you're playing two cops and you can jump between them. So the idea that you have to sort of position them and then move around, and as you leave one, the other has sort of semi, it's sort of so semi intelligent. I guess fire. we've kind of grown it since you've last seen it, because what you can do now is you can position, you can take control of one cop and position the other yeah. with like a middle mouse button, and they'll go to where you where you want them to go. So okay. that's great for lining up. So a, a little bit like cannon fodder in that way, you position your your yeah. soldiers around, but you can still control them. Uh-huh. In real time and there's um, there's a lot we can do with that so it's kind of we started from something very very basic and tried to get that right and then we've just been layering the complexity on top of it so we can do more sophisticated things like have one cop by one door another yeah. cop by another door and then middle mouse button click him to go in you go in at the same time suddenly there's a big firefight as all the bad guys are charging towards you you've got enough firepower to take them down and that's that's really where we wanted to get to and that's where we're getting to now can i ask an annoying question no. <laughs> no All right, back to you, Sam. Go ahead, go ahead. It's my radio show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> so um, there's been a lot of stuff in the press in the States at the moment, actually globally, about the militarization of police and the glamorization of their, you know, um, their guns and their hardware. Yeah. How has that affected your game and how you develop the game and how you approach the material? Um, well, we deliberately based the game on the um, 70s cop shows, the early mm-hmm. 80s cop shows. I mean, we're looking at... Um, uh, you know, even things like Hagney and Lacey was. Uh, I love that show. It was yeah. a big inspiration, getting that feel across for the game, um, and that was also something we wanted to get across in the equality and you know, have female characters in there, not to have um, uh, victim um, female characters in there that you have to rescue, to have men that you have to rescue and to shake things up in that way, to be progressive in that way. But then it is, I, I keep an eye on what's going on with LA Cops and it's quite depressing, but they have a terrible reputation, mm. uh, which is... Going back, I have to say, yeah. When I was doing my research on you, I typed in "LA cops" and a news story came up about how um, that's that's what yeah. led the sort of right, okay. thought in my head yeah. is that "LA cops" is a, is a, a phrase that has emotional resonance and not in a positive way. It does, and it's it's kind of when I when I came up with the idea for it, I was thinking Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, yeah, of not, course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the tweets that I see every day, which is pretty <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's a fantasy. LA cops mm-hmm. is a fantasy. It's not real. It's not meant to be real. And it's set in a playful universe from a different era as well. Yeah, um, which exactly. Is how you get around annoying questions like that? So, um, <laughs> so uh, when when are you looking to come out of early access? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, we've got some exciting news that I really wish I could announce today, but you I can. can't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, of course yeah, you can. can. We, we won't tell anyone. Keep an eye on what's happening over the next couple of weeks because we've got okay. some got some cool news about that coming can up. Can you tell us some key words in that news? Uh, i.e. The, just, the date mm. and the year oh the, the uh, month just the year. give us give us a date Ooh. give us a number like the day of the week yeah, yeah. soon platforms just, is that enough yeah. is that enough of a clue what soon. color though what color what color if you were if you're a if synesthetic you were, what yeah. day hmm. what color would the day be that it's I coming out on be purple Ooh. interesting Form i know exactly what you're talking about Boom. oh there you do excellent yeah. well good luck with it um yeah i'll i will pop my head around and revisit again soon but yeah really looking forward to the finished version so yeah good luck thank you hello i'm sega badawi and welcome to one life left local news the controversial end to the most recent episode of the great gaming bake-off has seen numerous complaints made to ofcom the incident saw the irish baker atlas from bioshocks baked alaska being taken out of the freezer and the ice cream melted Atlas reacted angrily to this and put it straight into the recycling bin. The presenters, Melbourne House and PlayStation 2, aka Melon PS2, tried to salvage the pudding, but Atlas had already emptied the recycling bin, thereby making it irretrievable. The judges, Poffinberry and Chop Chop Master Onion, had no choice but to ask Atlas if he would kindly leave the competition. The baker who took the baked Alaska out of the freezer Cooking Grandmama says it wasn't left out long enough to cause such an effect. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Thanks so much for all your letters today. Uh, we have been amazed by the uh, thank you by the reception. You know, we didn't have to beg this week. Not much. Not at all. No. Um, yeah. No. Thank you. There's been one subject that has dominated your letters. 
Alex Warner writes, Notch was making a Doom level renderer whilst waiting for his $2.5 billion check to come through. What do you do to pass time during massive financial transactions? <laughs> would be lovely to find out. Interesting. Um, you know, I think, I'm not certain about this, but I think we share, One Life Left shares a lawyer with Notch. Really? What? That'll make it easy, won't it, when um, yeah, when, when we... Microsoft buy us, just yeah. use the same contracts. Fine, Don't yeah. even have to change the numbers. Yeah. Notch. Uh, Zubair Patel writes, Hi team and super special guests, I haven't listened in ages, so what's cracking? I was wondering what you'd do with a billion pounds if you sold your award-winning Lego simulator. I'd buy more Legos and make the world's first Lego smartphone, which is fully customisable. Then I'd sell it all for another billion pounds. Who said greed isn't good? Love the show. Fots, Zubair. Thanks, Zubair. Um, don't ever say Legos again or I'll cut you. <laughs> and then this one came in, which says, I'm leaving Mojang. Um, <laughs> which I presume was a letter for the show. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. it. <laughs> Okay, hi Stee, writes John Kendall. Destiny is a big game where everyone exists in the same universe and can dip in and out to interact with other players. As I understand it, I've not played it. As someone who has invested 100 plus hours into many solely single player games like Skyrim and Fallout, I feel this new breed of massive multiplayer experiences disorientating and intimidating. Am I just a hopeless Luddite trapped in the pre-broadband era where games were things you played by yourself or with three friends, Max, sitting next to you on the no same more. couch? No more. Or is there a future in purely single-player experiences where you don't have to worry about other people interrupting the experience, keep up the good work, etc.? By the way, Steve was t- chosen arbitrarily, no disrespect to you two That's guys. how it works. That's how it works. So, um, what do you think? Oh. Is that it for single-player games? No. I hope not. No. I, I hate other people. I yeah. don't... Like, if I I don't know you. I don't want to. I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you. Just I know up. all of the people that I need to know right now. Although uh, in the lobby area of Destiny, you can dance with strangers, can't you? Have you seen the videos of that? It sounds like Fantasy Star Online exactly, all over yeah. again. Uh, I've not played Destiny, have you? I haven't. I did write to Red Consultancy the oh, other yeah. day. And full said, disclosure. Full full disclosure. Can we have a copy of Destiny for the show? Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll check right now okay, to I'll see whether they've got back to us, shall I? Um, you get on with another letter. Okay, hi, team. Um, again, Destiny. If you don't give Destiny a 7 out of 10, I'll posthumously boycott your review after it's already been aired. Real questions. If one were looking for a start in the games industry, what fantastic, brilliant, interesting, vivacious and scrummy London-based developers might one look up? Thanks, Tom Q. Interesting. Who's but, our, who it depends are what you want to do, Tom Q, yeah. doesn't it? Um, what do you mean when you say a start? Yeah. We like uh, we like Bosser, don't we? We like Bosser, we like Curve Studios. Mm, yeah. Bosser and Curve are great. Um, what other London-based developers are there? Ollie, would you move to London to help Tom Q out? Yeah. Let's have up to Leamington, Tom. Start with uh, LA Cops Limited. What happens when you make a uh, game that's not LA Cops? That's that's very difficult. It's clearly we, we're just going to have to make LA Cops games for us. Right. <laughs> that's all we can do. <laughs> Lemington Cops. No email from uh, Red Consultancy in response to my polite. It's time we call these people out. I know. No, seriously, because they're the Who same people. Red? red are no who at red who did you sam. sam sam sam, sam, sam sorry red. i won't i won't i couldn't can't tell you his surname because uh, gmail is very informal and just says sam comma me right, okay. in there i can if i look it up here we go sam ellis if anybody red knows sam ellis can you let just them know we to drop us a line. Just tell us they're going on the list that we started you know, i didn't even ask for it in triplicate i just right. said we don't need you know at this point just one copy if it's good then maybe we'll yeah. go triplicate yeah. and we'll explore the universe of destiny uh no email back from them okay let's boycott uh destiny until it comes in yes yeah so if destiny fails you know why no why sam, sam ellis yeah uh so any any other lessons oh sorry off you go oh yeah got one more uh this is from james parker hello james hello team Hi. you probably have missed this and it certainly won't have been covered in the news but today, Microsoft bought Mojang for $2.5 billion. And how did you miss that? Microsoft. Minecraft. Microsoft. <laughs> it's a shock to me. My question for you and your super special guest, hey Ollie, is, hello James, if you had access to $2.5 billion of spending money, which games development team would you buy either to continue to create great work or, out of spite, to drive totally into the ground so that they never make anything again? But it's, uh, it's, it's, how much is Mojang worth now? <laughs> right, has, it, has it gone up or down? Too, do you think? Probably down. Like, that, yeah, probably I would have thought so. Like just because people are skeptical about Microsoft, but I, I would, um, I would buy. 
I think in a, I think for as I said earlier, for a, <laughs> business reasons, two point five million is uh, billion, billion. Sorry, is excellent value for easy to get. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If I was buying a studio, I'd probably buy harmonics because they have lots of games I'd like to make again and again, mostly frequency. Uh, but I wouldn't spend that amount of money on anything. I'd buy an island. <laughs> I would go and live um, there. I'd set up my own studio. If I had to spend it on, on mm-hmm. a game studio, I'd set up my own studio and poach all of the best ones from Ooh, all of the other places okay. and ruin them and make a super team. Very right. good. Yeah. Ah. Seems spiteful now. Very good. It does, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's it for letters, Simon. I think so. Thank you ever so much. Uh, please do uh, continue to write to us because we do love to receive your letters. You can get in touch by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. <laughs> Just, we were five it, seconds. This is a new style. <laughs> Land and Disco. This is from shipmusic.org as well. We are One Life Left, a video game radio show broadcasting live on Resonance FM, 104.4 FM across London or www.resonancefm.com across the internet. Anything to say, guys, or should we just... Well, I was going to say, we're we're, going to, I think we should turn the music off. So we did have one more letter. We did. uh, From our friends, uh, Edgar Salé, Pierre Lamy. Hey, dudes and potential uh, potential guest stroke. Welcome back. We have missed you. Are we making the Gamergate business worse by constantly reporting on it? Would it have settled down by now if the media ignored it or is it totally necessary? I'm going to come back. Um, I assume if you don't read this letter, then you think it has been covered enough. Uh, And then goes, P.S. I've been playing the settlers. (laughs) Loads any tips. (laughs) I mean, if we were to choose one one topic from that letter to address... (laughs) So, so we went on Game Facts and looked up the settlers. Uh, so, mm. just to recap uh, for anybody who appears who hasn't been, well, we've been off for the summer, so you probably don't yeah. know anything about video no. games. Been going outside for a while, haven't you? Not checking social media. Yeah, and that's probably for the best. Probably the best thing to do because over the last few weeks, it's been horrific, absolutely, absolutely horrific. Um, for certain sections of the game community, press, developers. Um, what is going on? Oh. So, <laughs> what's going on? There has been a, um, a split in video games on Twitter. And there's a certain group of people who believe that video games should be one thing. And that thing should involve shooting and killing and driving and points scoring. And they are the sort of people who tag Gone Home on Steam with Walking Simulator. Which is actually quite a funny joke. It's not bad. But it's not a funny joke if you believe it and believe games like that shouldn't exist. And games like Papers, Please aren't games. And games like Dear Esther aren't game. Or Tale of Tales Brilliant Work aren't games. And there's um, a another group of people who believe that those people the first group are archaic and you know those people who identify as gamers they're dead and doomed and they should all go away and stop being children and that's cool though right people having different opinions that's completely fine because video games are growing they are a huge medium they're just a vessel where you can place anything and it's okay for you to love any part of them what is not okay is <laughs> for, to get in touch with people directly and threaten them or uh, call or 
investigate or spend too much time on the internet going through people's past or what have you mm. um, and and uh you know issuing death threats uh you know violent threats on social media is a criminal act <laughs> and and i guess that's the, the core of this matter People are mistaking this argument for one, like the gamers against the rest of the world. Actually, it's every decent human against criminals. And people who do this sort of thing should be prosecuted and sent to prison and stopped from doing that sort of thing. Uh, as far as the plurality of video games, I think every right-thinking person believes... This is a great medium, you know, interactive uh, yeah. worlds should... Simon Simon, and I disagree about video games all the time. It doesn't yeah. mean we're trying to stab each other in the <laughs> eyes with screwdrivers. Like, there are games that you don't like no. because they don't, you know, they don't uh, please you. And there's games you don't like because you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's awful. And and I think the other thing worth calling out here is that a lot of the people on, on, on one side of the argument are using, um, using this as an excuse to further part of their agenda which is they don't like women mm. they don't they think women are ruining video games and obviously these people are unhinged because the more people of, um, of of all kinds of different diverse backgrounds we get in video games the more different experiences we create and that's really exciting um, and it's really really horrible to see you know my friends being harangued on yeah. Twitter for nothing more than the fact that they are um, not straight white men making video games. Um, and a lot of this has been done under a guise of, no, we are uncovering some corruption in the games industry. Which, if they actually wanted to uncover some corruption, sure there is some, but I there think that it's... Awful lot it's of not, it's not being uh, targeted in the right areas. Well, I think it's I think it's telling that Simon Parkin, um, we love him and make fun of him all the time, but he is a very very best friend of the show. Wrote an article for the uh, I think it was for the New Yorker saying how he doesn't believe the term gamer is helpful, mm. and he wants to move he wants our medium to move past referring to gamers. And I thought it was a great you know beautiful piece, well written, um, and it did not receive you know didn't result in him re receiving death threats mm. or anything but as soon as lee alexander writes a, a, mm. a piece she gets just this hateful uh social media feedback and that is i believe largely to do with her gender and that's yeah not good and then yeah persecuting um people under that guys you know as somebody who's been working in the video games industry since 1992 um i've heard tales of corruption and they were many 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 years ago we've all heard stories about um t things that have happened and i can tell you now that the world is much much more transparent mm. i must say so by the way i've never been involved in any of those but we've heard the rumors um i've not heard anything for years and years and years the world is transparent you would be foolish uh to either be corrupted or try to corrupt you'd get called out very very quickly yeah um it's just yeah they're, they're looking for something that just does not exist furthermore simon parkin wrote an article about actual corruption in video games about youtube superstars and the sort of things they will do for money and literally that's <laughs> yeah yes uh and again didn't it's just been mostly ignored they by will the cover game your games people. for money yes which is corruption one life left We'll cover your game exactly. for money. But we will also disclose <laughs> I mean, we that will, we're going to cover also, your game for we money. Will, if you want us to review your game for any, uh, you know, you can pay us money. We will review your game. And we will give it 7 out of 10 exactly. on this show. And we will put a price on that right now. Give us a £1,000 each. Each? Yeah, go with each. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be each. We're negotiable. £1,000 negotiable. And we will review your game on this show. Is that Can we apply that price retrospectively? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we will be invoicing. We'll be invoicing. Stand by your faxes. Okay, uh, Super Roger World coming up. Chapter 8. Not all men. The old excuse that games companies give for not having female characters, that they're too difficult to animate, is of course nonsense. Those who work behind the scenes know that all they need do is hire female actors and the rest will fall into place. No. The difficulty is that many of the male actors, myself included, are so incredible that there simply isn't room for any women. And taking a note from Shakespeare, many of the most famous female characters are actually played by men. Princess Peach, for example, is played by my friend Clive Nestor. 
He doesn't even bother shaving off his moustache. In the progressive 90s, I was once cast as an ageing but still energetic archaeologist, and I remember the actress playing my busty sidekick frequently moaned about gender discrimination in games. Lara, I remember saying to her, it's not your time. There simply isn't a market for a female-led game. Give it another 30 or 50 years. She went off in a huff, bless her. During an early scene set in my character's mansion, I accidentally locked myself in the refrigerator, and by the time I managed to get out, she'd gone and had the adventure without me. The reviews were surprisingly positive. And thus, the Tomb Raider franchise was born, and through a small act of clumsiness, I did my own bit to encourage gender equality in gaming. Of course, that didn't stop me suing Eidos for gender discrimination. I could have easily squeezed into those hot pants, and I've got the photos to prove it. Reviews. We've had such a nice summer. Surely we haven't spent it all playing video games, but we've played some, right? Played a lot. I've been uh, most recently been playing Valiant Hearts: uh, The Great War. I believe is its full title. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I th- it's an Ubisoft. I think it's called like an Ubi Frame or an Ubi Art game. They all use the same engine. Uh, so what you get is a beautiful two uh, D um, world. Um, in this instance, uh, tackling a very difficult subject, the First World War, and it tells the story of three, is it? Maybe four um, characters whose stories are linked over the course of the game. Um, it's it's one that I had my eye on um, when it first came out on PC, but it's it's made by Ubisoft, therefore it's Uplay, and I've sort of vowed never to use that again. So um, I saw it's coming out on... Uh, iOS and I was like okay great this is the perfect way for me to play this game um, and yeah from the moment it loads up you you can tell that a great deal of effort and emotion has gone into it and for the, the sort of early stages that um, it leads you through it's a story which you know is going to be impactful and affecting and, and actually you know history was never one of my strong points uh, at school um, and, yeah, I felt like I'd sort of learnt more about the First World War than I had done in, in a really long time. Um, I also learnt what it's like to play a game by someone who presumably has read about touchscreen controls, but has presumably never actually used them, because the implementation of this beautiful game on iOS is distinctly ugly, and the only times I've ever failed has been when I've been wrestling with trying to get the characters to do what I want them to do and it's really taken the edge off it for me full disclosure I paid money for this I bought $2.99 for the first episode and then I paid $5.99 for the following four episodes I'm on to episode two at the moment thinking I really want to support what you're doing here it's an arty game it looks lovely it's tackling a um, an interesting and potentially difficult subject and it's, it's I've reached the stage now where I think I'm just gonna have to stop playing it or, or i fear for my uh, ipad screen um so i'm conflicted by it it's clearly a very good game and i think if you had a pad with it or if it was out on vita or something like that then it's going to be absolute one absolutely wonderful but i cannot recommend it I, it's just dreadful every day i load it up to see if there's been an update and they've gone hey we've listened to your feedback and we've realized that none of you can play it uh but no seven out of ten <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been playing Photonica, which is um, a lovely uh, game where you run along a platform and it's all line drawn, black and white, and then these neon colours come into it. I heard about this. This is a, a res style endless runner, right? Yeah, it's lovely. So you run, so you're running along the platform. You hold. Um, so I was playing it on iPad and on my iPhone. Uh, so you, not at the same time, different times. <laughs> okay, wow. Cross platform. Right, yeah. um, uh, so you uh, hold your finger down on the screen uh, to run along, and then you release it to jump. So you're jumping uh, from platform to platform because there are gaps in them, uh, and you're trying to hit these colourful um, circles in there. Uh, and trying to get to the end of the level so that you can unlock new levels. And it's just really lovely, and it's got the most lovely, lovely uh, soundtrack along with it as well. Um, it's quite hard at times. Sometimes it didn't jump right. right. And I had to go back, and then you f- and then you fall. So actually, there's this is quite good. So there's uh, the platform that you're running along, and if, if say, you miss uh, the platform that you're going to, there's probably a platform underneath it that you'll end up uh, going on to, but... The higher um, you stay, then the, the easier it gets towards the end when you um, when you might fall off all of the platforms and go into an abyss. 
You've really got to try to not go into the yeah, abyss. Don't, kind of, don't do wh- that. Whatever you do. I think it's really, really lovely. Like, it's... the. I mean, the controls are super, super easy. Uh, it's just... Just jumping is hard sometimes. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Ollie! Oh, um... I, I was... I was going to say Destiny, because but I've just started playing that, so um, I thought I'd actually talk about Hearthstone. Um, and one of Anne's tasks was to learn that. Over yeah, there. How I, really I actually go? didn't do that, but okay. I did acquire an iPad, so I can start doing okay, that. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, for me, I was, I mean, free-to-play gets bashed a lot, and uh, I think there are a lot of free, exploitative free-to-play games out there. For me, Hearthstone isn't one of them. It does free-to-play really, really well in that it gets you into playing a game that is very enjoyable. It's got a lot of history. It's got a lot of things that you can enjoy about it. And then what you can do is buy extra packs of cards and get more cool stuff with it. So if you spend money on it, you're going to get cool stuff back. As it is, you can keep playing, get more and more out of it for free. And the way the game is set up is perfect for um, for touch. Uh, I think a lot of games go wrong on iOS. You were talking about Valiant Hearts earlier. It's, it's just a I, that game is beautiful. Apparently, it's just one guy made all the art for that. Oh, really, He's done an right. amazing job. But if only he could, he could register an object collision then, because when I've tried to pick, I've tried to. Oh, there's something I need to pick up. You, I can touch it. <laughs> That's doesn't it. register That's it. it. Yeah. It's, it's trying to do that sort of game. For, for me, it doesn't belong on a touch device. Right, if you're yeah. going to make a game for touch. You should do it yeah. with touch controls in mind. And that's what they've done with Hearthstone. And just the execution is amazing. And I'll, I'll happily say it's one of my favourite games ever. Wow. wow. 7 out of 10. should probably give that a go. I've been playing loads of games uh, over summer. But Long. let's talk about Crimson Land. Because it's not a game that I've heard anyone else talk about. I own it, obviously. Mm, of course <laughs> you do. steam pile of shame. <laughs> so Crimson Land is um, a... Uh, a top-down, Robotron-style, twin-stick shooter uh, developed by Friends of One Life Left because they emailed us code. Full disclosure. Uh, Ten Tons, a Finnish game studio. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it even more when some friends came around to my house and I played it four-player. It's very, very stupid and simple. Lots and lots of weapons to pick up. Uh, lots and lots of killing to do. The reason it's called Crimson Land is because the ground goes bloody pretty quickly. Uh, it's got a Starship Troopers stupid killing bugs kind of vibe. But I just, I, I really think those dumb, stupid games uh, where you don't really think about anything apart from killing really come into their own when you're surrounded by people you love. <laughs> so, so that's what we did. We also played Diablo as well, which is also similarly mindless, built for a budget of you know a billion times more and had basically the same amount of fun with both both experiences i totally recommend it if you want to play it single player there's a good single player game in there as well lots of quests and perks which i believe are the trendy thing at the moment you choose between a certain uh, advantage and disadvantage every time you go up a level it's quite good i enjoyed it seven out of ten good stuff there we go uh have we got time for another song do you very think? quickly all right let's put something on uh, let's go for this This is Clam, uh, another favourite of One Life Left, and it's Mega Man Rescues the Pink Girl. All of the music that we have been playing today on One Life Left, you can find at chipmusic.org. 
It's good to be back. It's so Thank good you. to be back. Thanks for coming in, Ollie. Have you had a nice time? I've had a fantastic time. Thanks tell for us, me. Tell us where we can find out about LA Cops if we don't want to Google it. If you want to know more, you can go to www.la-cops.com. And when's it coming out of early access again? Uh, some near point in the future. There'll be some exciting Purple announcements Simon. coming in. Yeah, Purple, Purple, Simon. Good luck with that one. No, genu- Shout out to the synesthetics out there. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, and uh, do stay in touch. Will you can we come back on soon? We didn't even talk about you being a BAFTA breakthrough Brit. What? I know. BBB. Can I pick, do a big shout out to those guys? They've been wonderful this year. BAFTA. Was, uh, yeah. Yes. No point They're on being amazing. On the radio they are wonderful. If you don't do a shout, out. shout out to BAFTA. Big up yourselves, BAFTA. <laughs> I'm a BAFTA member now, by the way. Really? Yes, I am. Do we have to disclose that? I think I we do. do. Yeah, I, I joined last week. Mm. So let's have a meeting in 195 Piccadilly. What are you a member of, Anne? Things we should disclose. I'm a member of Surrey County Cricket Club and uh, of the uh, of the Tate. I don't think I'm a member of anything at the minute. I think really? I'm a renegade. Not a not a gym. I can't believe you didn't Fitness do your, first. I can't believe you didn't do your your summer project. Steve and I have been making games. We've yeah. been doing our bit. We have. I've been having a lovely time. How are your games coming along? Pretty good. Uh, we'll have some news on that soon, yeah, soon. I hope. Yeah, we can't tell you at the moment, Ollie. Thanks. Mm, I can't sorry, tell you the release date of mine. <laughs> I, like, I wish I could. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Good. Uh, so we'll see you on Thursday? Thursday for Thursday. Please come. Thursday, uh, that's Thursday, this Thursday. Come along to the Loading Barn. It'll be amazing to see you there. Uh, until then, we've Thanks been One Life Left. See you later. See you Bye. Bye. Bye.